When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Wednesday night. It's 6 p.m. Live from Manchester, where past glories are never far away. Manchester United have reached the promised land. History is made. Manchester United are the champions of Europe again. And City here looking for an opening. It's Dick off again. 2 0 down. Manchester City have drawn it level. Live from the world's best footballing city. Call now. 0345 treble one seven six two five and have your say. The Excess Manchester Football Social winning with Gowing Law. Hello and welcome to the Wednesday Club here on Excess Manchester. A very special Wednesday Club as we are live streaming on The Sportsman. So if you want to see us, head over to The Sportsman on Facebook and have a watch. Uh, as you can see, the Wednesday Club in all of its glory. I'll introduce my guests very soon. Before that, I'll tell you what is coming up. We've got all the fallout from last night's Champions League, uh, the Real Madrid and Bayern game. What a game it was for Madrid making their way to the final. Tonight, Liverpool against Roma. We'll have a Liverpool fan on the line giving, them, giving a, uh, his thoughts on what is going to happen in tonight's game. Liverpool are 90 minutes away from another Champions League final. Uh, if you are a Liverpool fan, do get in touch with us, 87701. Uh, you can make sure you comment in the Facebook uh, live video. Uh, and if you want to get in touch with anything tonight, give us a call 0345 117625. You can come and have your say on the Sportsman on the Wednesday Club with Excess Manchester. Later in the show, we're speaking about Stockport County. They've got a playoff game later on. And the programme debate that we will have uh, with with, uh, with someone very high up in uh, the Oldham, which Ian, thank you very much for sorting us out for us. Mike Ian, Moisley. Mike Moisley. He's the uh, chief executive. We'll be on the we phone. Don't go for small fry, you know. You do not. I am joined here <laughs> on the Wednesday Club. Like we do every Wednesday, uh, welcome. Hope you uh, uh, you like what you hear today. Uh, we do this every Wednesday where we do take do we? the... Do, every Wednesday where we take the topics yeah, of the... Every Wednesday of the, this, apparently. Is it? Yeah, <laughs> uh, and every Wednesday Ian tries to be funny and during the intro. It never quite works, does it, Alex? I'll save that to you. Uh, we get a mixture of all the sporting... Uh, uh, topics and we have a bit of a laugh throughout it. Uh, I've got another game for you today. Uh, we love our game, so stay listening to Excess Manchester and the Wednesday Club. We'll be talking at the back end of the show about United against Brighton and also previewing City's game. They'll be picking up the Premier League trophy. Alex, Alex is a, a red. Yeah, I am. And Manchester United fan, sorry, because yeah, obviously red can mean anything, but you are a Manchester United fan. And Ian Cheeseman. <laughs> not voice... even football phoning in Manchester City. <laughs> You're going to call me blue the, now, the, aren't you? The, I'm not the, sad. The voice of sad. Manchester City for excess Manchester. You are um, sat in an Albert. If we're talking definitions of sad, you are sat wearing an Albert World polo shirt. Yeah, for anyone just listening. Big uh, Albert fan. Big Albert fan. <laughs> This is uh, an exciting game. Right, so let's talk now about last night's Champions League games. Uh, Real Madrid against uh, Bayern. It was a game that you thought Bayern had in the first half down. They thought they could get back in it. But a little slip up by the goalkeeper. And it, was slip bit, up. Yeah, it was a big slip up. <laughs> yeah. Poor lad, he will be having nightmares about that forever. But Real Madrid get to another final. They're saying it's a bit fluky and they're saying they've, they've rolled the luck for Real Madrid. What do you make of it, am, am I allowed to say, I'm sure Alex will agree with me on this, we're sort of rooting for Roma and now Real Madrid yeah, in the God, final, yeah. aren't we? Oh my so, God, yeah. So therefore, 
the, the, when I was watching the game last night, I'm thinking, who do I actually want to win this? And my motives were all about who could stop Liverpool in the final. So therefore, um, I, I suppose I wanted Real Madrid to win on the on the basis that they're the the team who deal with the yeah. big occasion. Ronaldo know. pops up with these yeah. goals and everything. But there was the other bit of me watching the game that I thought, well, you know what? Bayern Munich are playing really well here. Really, they well. probably deserve to win the game, so I should be rooting for them. But I couldn't help at the back of my mind always having Liverpool in the, in, the, in my head. Well, we said a few weeks ago, didn't we? When um, I think it was probably around about first second of April. Uh, and Ronaldo scored that amazing overhead kick against Juventus and it just felt like they've not played all season Madrid and they've just saved it for the Champions League and they just did what they had to do. If they'd have needed another goal, I think they'd have, I think they'd have got it. Yeah, they would have definitely it got it. It just felt like they were playing within themselves against Munich who were playing fantastically well. But yeah. So I think either of them would have beaten Liverpool, to be honest. Oh, Liverpool, is that wishful thinking? <laughs> no, you've got a good front three Liverpool, but not a great midfield and not a great defence. It uh, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because obviously Bayern are on the way out now. They put in so much effort. Uh, do you think that... I mean, we can sit in now, and if I make a mistake on the radio, if I Which make it... Which you do. A, wait, do. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I get my intro mucked up. And if people watching here make a mistake in their jobs, nothing will be as, <laughs> nothing will be as bad as what the goalkeeper did last night. I mean, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. What, what if you're a surgeon, right, operating on somebody? All right, okay. And you're making you can go down that worse route. than what happened. You don't. Night. You don't have the half a million people having, watching. The man know. will be having nightmares about. Surely, uh, he was in the stadium. He, he mucked up, and you know his team might not be in the Champions League final because of football, him. Football, mate. You say that, Ian, but you know what I mean. It's not only football. If it anyone, it was a terrible ball as well. To be fair to him, it was a terrible ball at the beginning of any half. It was just, well, just any time in the match. It was a bad ball, but I don't know. I don't know, but Munich had so many chances. They could have, uh, they could have had five or six. I think, Ironically, the other half. keeper Navas was sensational. <laughs> <Adam> <laughs> <Blinder>. <laughs> Navas, know. which many United fans watch uh, week in week out, just to make sure yeah. he has a good game because that means uh, United might be keeping David De Gea for, <laughs> for another season or two. Uh, now let's move on now to uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, do you think the man has broken the record for the most Champions? No, is has tied the record for the most Champions League finals. Reached six now. Mm -hmm. A six Champions League Who's finals. record? Is it Di Stefano or somebody like that? Yes, and, and, and so it's an incredible thing for him to achieve. Uh, but sometimes he he wasn't too... He went missing a bit last night. You know what, know. though? If, if it had got to the stage where they needed a last-minute penalty yeah. or a goal, you know that it would have been him, no matter how he'd played in the game. And you also know that when it comes to the final against Liverpool or Roma, as we would say at this stage that inevitably he will pop up and He'll do something up. very significant. Yeah, of course he will. There was also a point last night in the game, about 80 minutes, where they were under the cosh. Ronaldo got the ball in his own half, brought it up, set up, um, set up a sort of Madrid attack, passed out to the wing. The winger got fouled, rolled around for five minutes, and it just absolutely killed the game. And it was he, he just appears in the big moments. You'd, don't ever bet against Ronaldo. I mean, no. it's just a ludicrous. Of course, you won't. Uh, we'd love to have your thoughts on uh, who's going to win the Champions League. Uh, we've also got uh, Liverpool against Roma to talk about. So, if you are watching, we want your predictions uh, in the comment section. If you can uh, put your predictions there for Liverpool against Roma, we'll be speaking to Rob. Hopefully, the um, the Liverpool fan. Oh, oh, oh! He's missing a number for Rob. So, if you could pop out to James, okay, and, and give James the number, uh, then that would be perfect. We'll get Rob on. Uh, 
Uh, for you, Ian, you've Live City have played Roma. It's not worked as well for them. They've, they took on Roma at, at Anfield. They did them in 5-2. Is there any chance Roma have got tonight? No, I don't really? think so. Really? No chance? No, yeah, they're not going to do it again. I mean, obviously, they had uh, heroics in the last round, Roma, but... No, I don't see it at all. I think uh, I think Liverpool, you know, I suppose if they get one um, and then they're expected to get one, then that's uh, that should be job done. But I just don't see Roma doing it twice in a row in these in these big games. It's, it's amazing to do it once. You could say that they perhaps caught uh, the opposition out in the last round. This time, Liverpool are going to be ready for it. So I'd be staggered. But then I, I suppose I would have been staggered in the last round as well. But sta- mm. even more staggered if they do it tonight. <clears throat> It'd be an incredible thing if they do. Oh, it'd be great. The, 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 the <laughs> going to happen. No, it's not. Is I'm this, not even watching is it, it. Is it weird that the United, because we are in, obviously in Manchester, is it weird that there is something in common with United City fans? Yeah. Just for 90 minutes of football, there is, <laughs> there is something slightly in common. So you, uh, no way so, Roma can get back in this, or are you just praying? That Roma can well, Roma played really well for the first half hour at Anfield when it was nil nil, and then just capitulated. For, they just seemed to be defending on the halfway line stupidly against possibly the fastest front three in Europe. Yeah, made no sense. And then the last ten minutes when it was five nil and over, again they they just seemed to control the game. They were brilliant against Barcelona, so don't write them off. Big crowd, lots of you know very hostile atmosphere. Um, it's Italian, so there's always a chance somebody's bribed a referee. Let's pray. <laughs> I mean, I just, uh, let's just say, let's just say no. Yeah, that was Alex Boardman who said that. We sit here as uh, in the in Manchester. Let's speak to now Rob, who's on the line. Rob, you are a Liverpool fan. How are you doing, Rob? I'm all right. How are you? Hey, Rob. <laughs> Very well, Rob. Rob, talk to us then. How are you feeling about this game, Liverpool against Roma? Are you, you're definitely in the final, aren't you, Rob? Say, um, I, I think we've got a good chance. I think we've got a very good chance. I think if they hadn't done it against Barcelona in the last leg, we'd all be sitting here thinking Liverpool are definitely through. But the fact they've done it against Barcelona, it just leaves that that seed of doubt in your mind that you just never know. But I think the best thing that's going to happen is they have to come out and attack us now. And if you attack Liverpool, it's over. If any team that attacks us, we win. It's the team that teams that sit back and defend we can't handle. It is, it is a, a good point he raises there. You go at Liverpool, they go at you harder. Did you watch Ian Cheeseman, sorry, any way that City could have done anything better against Liverpool? Uh, oh, yeah, there's in- lots of things City could have done better against Liverpool. They didn't get it right, and obviously I've talked in the past about, about what happened pre-match in that game, and I think that did have a little bit of an impact. However, Liverpool got through, and they were the better side, and, and City, uh, you know did things that weren't right. However, I don't think Roma are going to... The way that they're going to try and get those three goals tonight is to go out and attack. I think uh, you're going to see them playing cat and mouse and trying to nick one Mm. every now and again. You know, and if they can get to 80 minutes and they've got the second goal by then... So, you know, then then they will feel that they're right in it. And a bit like Bayern last night, who only needed that one goal in the last few seconds, you don't know what's going to happen in the, in the last five or ten minutes if the one goal away. But I don't see Roma piling forward or attacking or trying to, uh, you know, outplay Liverpool in that way. Absolutely not. Rob, are you, uh, you, you excited that Salah is getting the credit he deserves uh, for this season? He's winning uh, Player of the Season awards left, right and centre. You've you got to keep him, haven't you, Rob? Oh yeah, I don't think I don't think he'll go yet. I think he's at least uh, being 
realistic. I think at some point someone's going to come in and try and buy him, but I don't think anyone will try and take the risk this summer. The money he'd have to spend to get him off us so off the back of one amazing season, I don't think anyone, anyone will take that risk. You're looking at 200 million off one good season. Well, 200 million pounds. Mm. Is that the price tag you'd put on him, Alex? 200 million pounds for Salah? How much was Neymar? Neymar was 292, wasn't he? To, no, one ninety. One ninety. Probably about two hundred million. Salah would be two hundred million. Would. We'd love to know your thoughts in the comment section, and if you're listening, eight double seven double one. Is Salah worth two hundred million pounds? Uh, Rob, uh, we want to talk now about the, the the actual final itself. If you get there, you would meet with Madrid. What would yeah. be going through your head? Um, we're watching Madrid over the last two legs and a couple of times this season. I think that was the best thing that could happen to us was Madrid going through against Bayern. Just because the space that Marcelo and that Velasquez leave behind, again, you can't leave that space against Liverpool, especially the way we're playing this year with Salah and Mane. You just get punished. You get punished far too much. But the problem is, as, as a Liverpool fan, as seeing Real Madrid, they've been there four out of the past five years. They're there for the reason, aren't they? And Ronaldo. He's a big game player, so that, that, that'd be my only worry. But seeing the way they played last night, I'd, I'd fancy us three or four against them. Again, what, what do you think about your midfield lining up against sort of Modric and Cruz and whichever other player they decide to play on the... I mean, Modric and Cruz alone should be able to boss Henderson and Shan, shouldn't well, they're they? Not gonna, they're not going to boss them, are they? Because they're not, they're not bossy-type players. They won't, they won't boss them. They might be able to play the ball around a bit, but I think... Again, I think they're a bit too slow. I think the build-up play is too slow to come against us. You watch the best the best City players against Liverpool, besides when Marnie got sent off at, 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 at City's ground. The best City played was the first 40 minutes in the second leg on the replay. And the way they've done it is moving, around, moving the ball around quickly, getting it out wide and getting it back inside again. But I don't think Modric or Cruz or Kovacic who played yesterday, I don't think they're the kind of players that'll do it enough, quick enough. I think everything, everything will be too slow for them. What's next for Klopp to improve? I mean, obviously, you've, you you could be in the Champions League final. God knows if you can win it or not. It would be incredible if it does. Does his league form need to improve? Does he need to have a proper title challenge next year? I think consistency is the next one. I think, yeah, I think a nice title challenge. I think going in, still being, still being in the title in January, February, would be, be nice. I think we need, I think we need another centre-half. I think Keith to come in and make a big difference. But I think if you look at Liverpool on Saturday against Stoke, our bench is woeful. We need at least we need at least six players, just just for squad players. We need at least six players who can come on the pitch and make a difference. Now I know Chamberlain went off, but we need another centre half. Keeper's questionable. I'd say he's done better since he started, but he's still questionable. But then you look at the midfield. Milner's not getting any not getting any younger, but he's still a great player. Henderson, people don't rate him. I do. I don't rate Chan and I don't rate Juan Alden. So I think both of them need to be replaced. I know one Chan's probably going anyway, but I think both of them need to be replaced. Rob, can you give us a score prediction on tonight, please, if you would? 4-2 uh, Liverpool. 4-2 Liverpool. Rob, thank you very <laughs> much, mate. 4-2 Liverpool there. You heard it here first. Some predictions on, in the comment section on Facebook. Uh, if you're listening, uh, Texas 8-7-1. Although no Manchester clubs are in uh, the semi-final, the, the, the eye will be on Liverpool to see how they do. Question for you, Ian Cheeseman, as a City fan. At this moment in time, going into next season, who would you class as uh, your, your main competitor? Would it be Liverpool or Manchester United right now? I'd say Liverpool. How? How could you possibly say? This is the same thing that I keep reading in the papers every day about, oh, Liverpool are an amazing team. And United are about six points clear of Liverpool with a game in hand in second.
And, you know, United haven't played that well. So you'd be more scared of, of Liverpool next season than United? Yeah, Liverpool are worrying me more than United. Do you absolutely dream <laughs> on. Absolutely <laughs> well, dream but, but, but Liverpool, I mean, he, is, what points can you have to back that up then, Ian? I just think Liverpool are a side who are improving, who are getting better, who are braver, who will attack more. Uh, whereas I, I don't see Mourinho changing his approach. And I think Mourinho said it throughout the season. Um, it is a problem at United. I mean, who am I to say that? You might say, I just watch from the outside and he's won all these trophies. But I, I just think that uh, football's moved on. And I don't think uh, that uh, Mourinho has. And I don't think that United are a team unit who play together in a particularly effective way. They have one or two individuals uh, who carry them through. This is the rubbish that I've heard all season, <laughs> both sitting next to you and like on Match of the Day and things like that. The facts just don't. You mean the up. people on Match of the Day agree with me? They're the expert <laughs> yeah, pundits. Alan, yeah, Alan Shearer agrees with you, yeah. <laughs> Danny well, Murphy. And Alan Shearer, the best pundit on television <laughs> at the moment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do you not frustrate you as a United fan that no one respects the, the well, sort of position you th- are in? I think Mourinho's said it so many times now that it just feels like almost like fuel to the fire to even comment. But in another cup final, um, so we talk about United being on the slide. Year after year, they've been in finals, and this has been our worst period in about 26 years, and we still get to a final every year. Second in the league is a massive improvement. Um, there are things not perfect with with that United side, but the fact in the last sort of eight to ten weeks, the teams that they've beaten in the league, uh, Liverpool, City, Chelsea, Tottenham in the FA Cup, Arsenal, um, he's got a really good record against the top six, you know, and he's still got a defence that he inherited that Ferguson left over and he's frankly not good enough. Well, City fans out there, let us have your say, 0345 117625, text us 87711 or get on Facebook, The Sportsman, uh, and let us know who you there is, think. There is one thing I'd like to say, you know. Yeah, well, say that. Who do you think is more of a threat? Liverpool, United, let us know now. We'll United, United like fans them. will be absolutely relieved that West Brom and Stoke could go down this, this season because they're two of the teams that United can't beat, aren't they? <laughs> we'll leave that to uh, debate. Right, I'm going to uh, have a quick break but before that, I want to let you know that Brian uh, says that it's going to be 3-0 to uh, Roma because Salah's going to get sent off. Uh, Daniel's going for 2-2. Steve has predicted that it'll be Liverpool 2, Roma 3. Uh, he's also gone for um, a prediction for the final already. Uh, Ian says, fingers crossed, it's going to be 3-0 to Roma. And Liam, final one, That's says... The final. 3-0 to Roma, sorry, Ian says it's going to be 3-0 to Roma. Uh, and then Liam says, uh, Roma 1, Liverpool 3. Uh, exciting stuff tonight, we'll be able to find out. Right, coming up after the break, we're going to be looking at the lower leagues. We're going to look at Stockport County, they've got a playoff game tonight. And we're also going to be talking about programmes. We all have them as football fans, we've all held one in our hand, we've all bought one. But could they be going out of the game? We'll let you know more about this coming up right after Live from Manchester, the Excess Manchester Football Social. Call 0345 and have your say. Winning with Gowing Law. Welcome back to the Wednesday Club, going live on 106.1 FM, Excess Manchester on our app, online, as well as the Sportsman. Uh, go on Facebook and have a watch. Watch us live, uh, as well as following them, giving them a like. I'm joined in the Wednesday Club by Ian Cheeseman. Hello, Ian. You are right. And Alex Boardman. Hiya. A bit more enthusiasm for both of you next time. Yay! That would be wonderful. <laughs> Wednesday! Now, <laughs> now, just down the road, as always, we speak about uh, the Manchester Clubs, there is something special happening at Edgley Park. 
It is Stockport in a playoff tonight, and it's going to be booming. Instead of me just talking about it, let's have Sam. Sam, how are you, mate? Yeah, good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Sam, you are going to be down there. You are going to be looking at Stockport today. Uh, it, you, the, the thing that's taking everyone by surprise is expecting... How many people were you expecting at Edsley Park? I think we're expecting... Well, we are expecting anywhere between seven and 8,000 tonight. Which um, is massive. Wow. Yeah, already sold um, 5,000 Stockport tickets. Uh, Chorley Lee Wayside have sold just under 1,000. And then we've got all the War Cups coming to play on the gate as well. Um, so, yeah, we're anywhere between seven and 8,000 it should be tonight. When I go to Stockport, you normally don't really have to buy a ticket on the walk-in. I, I normally get my ticket there and then. But, uh, I mean, it's going to be a tight squeeze tonight for everyone trying to fit in there, isn't it? Yeah, it's just grabbed the, the town by... Well, it's just gripped the town, really. We've got plenty of people coming, not not just um, the diehards, but casual supporters, supporters of the three Manchester clubs coming and, and watching. Um, we had a big game on Saturday as well, last game of the season. The playoffs were only secured. It was it was last game of the regular season, and we had uh, just over uh, 6,500 turn up for a one-all draw with Darlington. Um, so I think it's just kind of momentum and, and people spreading the word, and, yeah, we're getting plenty of people through the gates. Now tell us, Sam, be realistic, we're going into this game. What have Stockport got to do to beat Chorley? It's going to be a tough one. We've, we've played them twice this season, obviously. They've drawn one all in both games. Uh, we've finished one point above Chorley, so there's really nothing between the teams. Um, they don't score many, they don't concede many. So it's going to be, you're looking at a 1-0, maybe extra time and penalties, because it will be settled on the night. Or will it be um, settled on the night? So no yeah, it, replays it's a one legged one-legged game tonight. Um, so yeah, it'll be settled at Edley Park. Uh, I think it should be the, the opening goal is pivotal because whichever side gets it will we'll then look for shut up shots. Um, having said that, we, we have got, you know, we've got our leading scorer scored uh, scored 25 goals this season, Jason Oswell. Uh, Chorley's leading scorer just over 20 goals. So there is the potential for goals there, but I just think it'll be a bit of a tight, nervy affair. So you're going to put your neck on the line and maybe do a bit of a prediction for us, Sam, or is it too yeah. close to call for you? It's, it is a close one to call, but yeah, why not? We, we'll go We'll go to 1-0 to, to County, um, which will see us into the, the next round on Sunday, which will be an away trip to Harrogate, who finished second in the league. Um, so yeah, it's all geared up towards the, the big game on Sunday, should should we get through tonight. Yeah, and a key player for you tonight, who's going to have to have a massive game for Stockport to get through to the next round? to uh, Matty Warburton and Jason Oswald have scored 52 goals between the two of them this season um, 25 for Jason and, and, and the rest for, for Matty Warburton and plenty of assists in there as well so I think if, if those two are, are firing then, then County are, are doing well as well uh, it'll be tight at the back so I think we'll go with the back five maybe uh, keep it tight at the back and then look for those two on the, on the counter attack but if, if Jason Oswald and Matty Warburton play well then, then we're in, in with a chance Perfect. Sam, thank you very much for coming on. And everyone heading down Chelsea Park, the, the loads of you that are heading down. Have a wonderful night and hope you, hope you get the uh, result you deserve. All right, thanks a lot. Cheers, Cheers Sam. Nice thank you Sam. very much, mate. I mean, it's going to be a great atmosphere there, Edgley Park. It's Fantastic. rocking, uh, and we expect uh, it to be a cracking game as well. So keep an eye on the results as they come in. Or maybe if you're in Stockport now, try and get a last-minute ticket on the gate uh, for an atmosphere you probably won't forget. Uh, it'll be like Roma. Well, Stockport used to be massive when um, oh, about massive, twenty years they? ago. We Kevin, Fra remember Kevin Francis, the big yeah, six big foot tolls. seven yeah, yeah. centre forward, and they always seemed to like have Brett Angel. I think was there, and it's a bit sad that they've slipped so far down. I hope they can come back. Well, Jim Gannon's the manager. He was he was also the manager when they were in the football league. Mm. And I used to go to talk to Jim quite a lot when they, they trained down at the old. Forget what it was called, but it was like an old social club uh, that area there. And he, he's such a passionate man about football and about Stockport County. And I mean, let's face it: the, the gates that they've been getting in the Northern Conference are bigger than a lot of teams in League 
two and yeah. maybe even some yeah. in League One. And I know that that in itself is not enough to, to mean that you should be anywhere because it's all on merit. But I think Stockport County, as a club, are very fitting, should very fittingly be in the third tier of English football. I mean, I can remember Gary Megson being in charge and not being too far away from getting into the top flight of mm. English football. I think Carlton Palmer took over from Gannon, didn't he? I think that's what started the... Because my wife used to Everything teach Jim Gannon's Gannon. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So I know, I know quite a bit that. about him. Uh, we've got to move on now to uh, something that we'll all be, be able to relate to. Uh, this, uh, before I start, isn't necessarily uh, to deal with... Um, to do with uh, the Premier League clubs, it is a uh, league, uh, League One, Two, etc., uh, and it's something to do with the uh, match day program where we all have them. Ian Cheeseman told me yesterday that he has a program for every city game you have been to. Every actually, and how every many single you, match of every single week? And how many do you think that is? Well, I know how many matches I've been to, so it's got to be... How many matches have you been to, Ian? In excess of 3,100. Wow. You've got 3,100 programmes. Don't tell the missus. Which is going to say, to put it another way, that's a really decent second-hand 3, Mercedes. 3,100 programmes. So anyone watching or listening, uh, text me how many programmes you've got. Uh, and if you are uh, watching, make sure you tw- uh, put in the comment section your programmes, your oldest programme, maybe. Can anyone beat Ian's 3,000? I doubt that will be the case. Uh, but there is going to be, be people out there who can. Mm. Maybe not, yeah, maybe if we really got D, but anyone watching now, it'd be unbelievable. Uh, football programmes are under threat because the uh, Football League are going to vote on if they should keep them because what they are is compulsory. Every team I should know that. I didn't know that. I didn't, I didn't, know, I didn't that know that. It must be a, a rule there. I'll tell you who we should bring in now. It is the Oldham uh, Chief Executive. It's Mark Moisley. Mark, are you okay, mate? I'm very well, thank you. Are you OK? Yeah, Mark, thank you very much for coming on and uh, getting involved with this chat with us. It's wonderful to have such an insight from yourself. Um, and we were all surprised. The first things first is we're all surprised that um, teams have to have a match day programme. They do, and that's partly due to the uh, Football League contracts with sponsors, whereby you've got to have a certain amount of advertising in the programme. So one of the aspects they're looking into is if, if there's not a compulsory uh, order to have a programme, how they can accommodate the, the sponsors' advertising. I mean, you learn something new you every do. day, don't you? And that's fascinating. So when did you, Mark, first learn about this this vote about programmes and, and, uh, and what's your opinion on it, if, if you could tell us? I heard it mentioned was in February when we had um, there was a, a league meeting down at Villa Park and what happens is you're, you're all together as, as the 72 clubs for the morning session and then in the afternoon you break out into the respective divisions so obviously we were in the League One meeting and I, I, I'll be honest I forget which club it was but one of the clubs in the League One meeting actually raised this as an issue and said they were actually losing money now on their programme um, and so could it be looked into as to whether this had to be continued as, as having it compulsory and, and from there further discussions have been had and obviously this is now going to be debated at the at the June um, AGM but well, I mean one thing just to point out is that the, the debate is whether these have to be compulsory or not it's not whether they're going to be scrapped or not in other words so for example at our own club we certainly wouldn't be scrapping ours at this moment in time I think what you're looking at is clubs where it's it's no longer viable um, and they're the ones that potentially may, may decide to 
look at another form of medium, whether they just do something digitally or uh, or other means like that. I know I spoke to Rochdale a short time ago who won the League One uh, Programme of the Year um, as well, and they, they have no intention of stopping. I know they're going to vote to support it, but I also know... Uh, Gordon Lawton sadly passed away a year ago who was a stalwart of Oldham Athletic and he used to spend an awful lot of time putting that programme together. Is there a disproportionate, this is the question really about the financial side of it, is it a disproportionate amount of effort that goes into producing a programme for very little reward? Is that, is that the case? Is that why some clubs want or at least want to consider getting rid of it? Why, you know, why some clubs it's, it's not viable if they're not selling the numbers that they need to, to you know, to make a profit on it. From our own side, I mean, I'm delighted that you mentioned Gordon because we, we're still missing Daly and he did such a terrific job with it. But our guys have, have taken it on and, and done a terrific job with it. So, so Luke and Sam in our media team have, have produced a programme this season that I think is is up there with some of the best in the league, to be perfectly honest. And and we still get a decent circulation on it and still make, a, you know, a little bit of money out of it. So whilst that's the case, there would, there would be no reason for us to to cut out a, a revenue stream that you know that uh, that all helps add to the club's coffers. Well, Mark, for you, Ian mentioned that he collects them every single time he goes to a game. What does the program mean for you? Is it something that's just part of the match day experience? Do you sit down? Do you read it yourself? Or, and what has it meant for for you as a football fan? That you, you know, you always remember having. As certainly I do, anyway. As a child, it was one of the things that you that you, you took away from the game, and, and was the thing that you could look at afterwards. And, and yeah, I've got. I've, I won't pretend I've got anything like the number that Ian's got, but I'm a lot younger than him. Um, <laughs> Everybody's uh, younger you know, than me, man. <laughs> I've got one. Tell me, I've got one that my dad gave me from from the 1954-55 FA Cup semi-final. He was a York City fan, and they managed to make it all the way through to there. So, so I think they are things that people like to keep. They're good souvenirs. Um, you still see an awful lot of people, particularly those people that like to get to the game early, that are picking them up and have something there to read. Um, I'd recommend missing out my particular column, but other than that, I think ours is a particularly good read. <laughs> Final question then for you, Mark. Thank you for uh, for your time. Uh, what do you think the vote is going to? Uh, what do you think is going to happen in the vote then? Do you think uh, the, the clubs will vote against them or do you think they'll keep them? Well, I, I think just, again, just to get onto the technical side of it, I, th I think you might well find that clubs, as you term it, vote against the programme. Actually, what they're voting against is, is having it as a compulsory programme. Because I think, I think it's a little unfair on clubs that are losing money. So, if, you know, if a club is, is producing a programme and every week they're losing money on it, it seems a bit unfair that they're being told they've got to carry on doing that. So I think what you might find is, is the clubs actually say, look, this doesn't have to be compulsory, but the vast, vast majority will carry on producing them. Mark, I, I, that's a great point there, Mark. Thank you very much for your uh, for your time, Mark. Uh, there you go, and all the best with with Oldham. That was Mark there. Wonderful insight into yeah. the, into the program side of things and what he was mentioning there is what we didn't think about it. Clubs might losing vote money, yeah. against it, so other clubs don't have to do it if they're losing money against. Which it. I think is fair enough, isn't it nowadays? Because there's a lot of strain on a lot of clubs and things. It just for me to sort of go on the other side a little bit. I used to love a program when. You know, maybe in the 80s, and and I think when with the start of some of the fanzines like United We Stand, Red Issue, that put a different viewpoint. There was a bit more the experience the fan was doing. It was not quite the saccharine uh, club's perspective on like a terrible one-nil away defeat when it rained all the way through, and you barely got in, and you got crushed, and you just had to wee against the wall. Um, <laughs> it just—I I don't know. I wonder I if that's still wee against the wall. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> you're just watching it in your front room, though. That's the difference. Yeah. But um, that goes it just, I don't know. I wonder if, and as well, when you stopped having to collect tokens to get the cup, you know, the the cup tickets and things. I think oh, those were sort of the start of it dying, and that feels like about twenty odd years now. I agree what with say? what Alex is saying. Uh, I think that uh, particularly in the Premier League, programs have particular have been developed into something which is a marketing tool yeah, rather feels... than a program. But I would say that at the low, I, I go to quite a lot of low division football games. I'll be at Rochdale, for example, on Saturday. I was at Oldham last week. And as I've mentioned before, I've been to Stockport and Bury and all the rest of them. And I do read through the programmes. And I think that the programmes at lower division clubs are actually better in many ways yeah. because they're less about commercial activity and more about people like Gordon Lawton, who are mentioned, and Gordon Sawfleet yeah. at Bury and different people like that who who put their passion for the club into the programme. Uh, but the other thing I was going to mention was that a few years ago, obviously the programme is thought of as this sort of glossy yeah, A3 type mark. of design thing. Uh, I remember Shrewsbury Town used to have like a newspaper and that was their programme years ago. So idea. I wonder whether some of the lower division clubs might go back to, to that yeah. because obviously the, the glossy magazine type thing will cost them a lot more to produce and maybe that's a way around it so you've still got the program still hopefully got the the passionate content from fans and what what you want to read yeah, alex yeah. Uh, but 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 maybe not the glossy version that would be the compromise wouldn't it let us know your thoughts in the comments section if you would if you're watching on facebook if you're listening text us eight double seven double one love to get your texts uh let's talk if anyone's got more than three thousand uh, programs we talked before about stockport's chances of going up maybe let's mention uh, who is going down in the Premier League. It's going to be tight and there is some really significant games coming up. Uh, Alex, I know we were speaking about this off-air. Mm. The, the chat is that there is still a couple of clubs that can make it. First of all, a big congratulations to Crystal Palace, sitting in 11th place uh, and they've done really well. Uh, Roy Hodgson there, bringing them up to there. You wouldn't have thought it, but that's the case then Even for now. Alex, when you look at the table... Southampton, Swansea, Huddersfield Town, uh, West Ham, uh, Stoke, all are in uh, are in danger. How do you see it playing out? Well, I think West Brom might already be gone because they're rock bottom. Yep. Although they have had a, a really good run of... of they like, have had a good run, but they've got two games and if they get to six points, that will only put them one above Swansea, yep. who are currently fourth from bottom. Um Stoke, I hope Stoke go down. I've not liked Stoke for years. Why don't you like Stoke? I just hate them. I hate the ground, I hate everything about it. I hate that big, like, oh, look at us, we're amazing fans with Stoke. And then they came, <laughs> even this year, they, they came Stoke. away to Old Trafford and they were abysmal. They were terrible away fans, some of the worst away fans I've seen. Southampton, I always feel a bit sorry for, because anybody they get any way halfway decent, they'll sell. Um, Swansea used to be good, not bothered. Uddersfield have got the hardest running. Yeah, they um, do. I just feel they have a tough running. Looking out of everyone, if I could send three down, West Brom are already gone. I think I'd take Stoke if I don't like in there, and I'd get rid of West Ham. Well, I mean, they started off with not who would you send down, who do you think is going to go down. <laughs> Alex sort of made a judgment on all the clubs. Yeah, and sent I, down. I, well, I don't like Ian, more of a football answer. <laughs> who do you think will will be the the teams that? Well, before I give you the football answer, my thinking behind it would be as a fan who goes to a, away games, the, the ones away furthest away. So Southampton, Swansea, and West Ham would go down <laughs> there. there. <laughs> Bright, Brighton and Crystal Palace, those are the teams I want to get rid yeah, of. Bournemouth there as well. Um, Bournemouth still could go down. However, yeah, I can't see West Brom, despite their valiant efforts towards the end of the season, I can't see Stoke staying up. So it seems to me it's between West Ham, Huddersfield, Swansea and Southampton. 
and I've, uh, it might be a bit dull to say this, but I actually think Southampton will go down, so it'll be the, the three as they are at the moment. But it is a bit more exciting than top of the table, isn't I know, it? So, yeah, so a City runaway bit. City, uh, City uh, played West Ham last week. They were abysmal. They played Southampton on the last day of the season. Yeah. They played Swansea the week before. There's, there are much of a muchness, those teams down near the bottom, so it's hard City to call, really. City got Brighton as well, also. Still got uh, yeah, Brighton next so, Wednesday. And so yeah. United. Uh, this is the uh, the Wednesday Club on XS Manchester. Thank you for listening and watching. We're going to take a little break. Coming up after the break, we're going to give you a rundown of the Manchester United Awards that were last night. Also talk about Manchester City uh, and some of the, the season ticket prices, as well as a little game. I've got a little game. You're going to love it. So what I want you to do is get online and comment in the comment section. Text us 87711 uh, and get involved in the Wednesday Club. We'll be right back after this. Live from Manchester, the Excess Manchester Football Social. Call 0345-111-7625 and have your say. Winning with Gowing Law. Welcome back to the final part of Wednesday Club. <laughs> Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday Club. The Wednesday only time Club. someone has ever celebrated Wednesday like that, and they'll celebrate this music as loud as that. It's time for a quiz. Right, so it was uh, made in uh, very aware by City fans that they have a lot of players in the top assist bracket this season. De Bruyne, Sterling, all up there, aren't they, Ian? Very proud of your assist men, aren't you? Absolutely. But who has got the most assists in the Premier League of all time? We're going to do a little competition. I'm going to tell you two players and you're going to let me know who's got more assists. <laughs> there's going to be like one in it again. No, there's not going to be one in it. Yes. Right, I'm going to start with you, Ian Cheeseman. Who's got more assists? David Silva or Thierry Henry? Uh, oh, it's got to be Thierry Henry, I think. Thierry Henry. Mm. You're wrong. It's David Silva. David, S- games, David Silva with 75. He never passed. He never Thierry passed, Henry with 74. Yeah. Moving on. It's going to be one in it. No, there's not. 75, 74. Who's got <laughs> more assists? Cash Ashley down. Young Ashley or Young. James Milner? Ashley Young. You going for Ashley Young? Mm. It's James Milner. Put a big zero down there. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, no. For you, Ian, Steven Gerrard or David Beckham, who's got more assists? Oh, I, I would say it's probably Beckham. Mm. You all have an absolute nightmare. Wow. It is, uh, it is Steven Gerrard. In fact, a lot more than Beckham. 12 more He's assists a lot than more Beckham. Games, really, that, that's the thing that caught. Do you know what? I reckon Suarez will have changed those. And, and Torres will change those tactics that one season. For you, Alex. Dennis Burkamp or Frank Lampard? The most assists. Lampard. Going Lampard. First one correct, First correct one of the day. Uh, now two more. Let's go for you, Ian. Cesc Fabregas or Wayne Rooney? Cesc Fabregas. You are correct. Ooh, this this is for, for the win, win though. Cesc Fabregas or Ryan Giggs? It's got to be Giggs. He was a winger. For the win. Yes! Alex, you win the assist game. Well, At least done, United Alex. have won something this oh, season. Oh, yeah, that's the third time in a row you've said that. <laughs> yeah. Every week on the Wednesday, club just likes to rub it in. Just wait two weeks. Let's have a chat now about Manchester United action against Brighton on Friday. Uh, last night was the uh, the glitz and glamour of the United Awards. Ooh, mm. I didn't get my invite again this year. Uh, goal of the season went to Matic for his screamer uh, at Sellers Park. Uh, player of the year for the fourth year in a row, or is it the fifth year? Fourth, fourth year fourth in a row. Fourth record. Went to David De Gea. And then managers, 
Player of the Year, which was a surprise for some people, went to McTominay. Uh, that's what Jose Mourinho picked. He said the youngster has done really well. Uh, has stepped up to the mark for the big games and deserves his award. Um, thoughts of that, Alex? You happy he that does, Mourinho yeah. Picked, I mean, uh, it, it reeks a little bit that of, you know, like when you'd get most improved or special helper, <laughs> kind of, you know, like the DD. You see, McTominay is Jose Mourinho's special helper. Well, no, I'm saying the award didn't exist until Mourinho made it exist, but I like the fact he did. And he deserves some at McTominay because he's been he's been excellent when he's played. Does he still hold a part in United squad going into next of season? Does. Of course. So what are you saying? So United don't need to look for that role. I for, think for the, the pri- role they're happy. I think the priority they've still try and replace Carrick, um, but the priority is that defence. Everybody knows it's the defence. Keep hold of De Gea, um, and then sort that defence out. How easy is it going to be to keep hold of De Gea? Easy, because you're just offering tons of cash. So what are you saying? United can go out there buy the title then, United, are they? Is that what they're going to do? <laughs> United are going to go... <laughs> I might just explode with the irony. <laughs> United are going to go out their way to keep Dav De Gea. And that's yeah, of pre- course, of course yeah. he's under contract. Whack a £250 million on him. <laughs> and um, why not? He's your player. And Whack a £250 million The beauty on him. of Mourinho is, despite all his faults, he... If he wants to keep De Gea, he's petty enough to make him go and play out on loan at Salford City and just let him rot. But he won't. I think De Gea wants to say, because um, what happened with Madrid last time, and um, I don't think he'd go to Barcelona anyway. So where else is there? And also, United are massively on the up, aren't they? Uh, they'll spend a, quite a bit of money this summer, and f- we need to give him that a defence. He, he should not be player of the season four years on the chart this defence has been a problem for the last four or five years can I play you a little clip from Monday's football social this is what Danny Jackson thinks Mourinho needs to do to catch up to Pep Guardiola I'll tell you you, won't, you probably won't like my opinion on this you know but I'll tell you what, 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 what it'll take no what it'll take it'll take you genuinely 500 million pound and it'll take you getting rid of Jose Mourinho in my opinion that's the only way you're going to close the gap on us would you make it that, Alex? Five hundred million pounds what to spend a, in the summer an absolute and to get rid of Mourinho. What a climb! That's no, no Mourinho's. Mourinho's one of the very few managers in world football, I think, who would be up for this challenge and absolutely relish it. The only thing that's a bit of a shame is this didn't happen ten years earlier. We could have seen Ferguson have a go at it, but um, I think uh, I think they need to spend some money, but they need to spend it on defenders. The trouble is, with it being United. Um, Van D- did Van Dyke go for 90 million to Liverpool? Was it 75? 70? 75. So that's to get a decent centre half, you're looking 75 to 100, and probably the same for two fullbacks. But they're not, United are really not that far off. They're, they're quite close, as they proved in How the game. How far off do you think they are? I think Danny spoke a lot of sense there. I'd <laughs> go along with him, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> really, yeah, 500. Well, I mean, you, you are. Uh, very honest when you City, say City. Mourinho will not beat Pep in the in this sort of race, even if I he does spend five hundred million. Mourinho's um, past his sell by date. And, uh, you know, if you're listening, Joe say he'll be thinking, as he does <laughs> the, the hell Club. is this Ian Cheeseman? What does he know? And and uh, what do I know? But you know, you're asking me my opinion. Uh, I think he's is too set in his old ways. And United, I think United would be a much better team, even with the players they've got with a different coach. Mm, they totally disagree. I think you could make that team play like Liverpool play and be six, eight points further back than they are. But um, Mourinho's an absolute perfect man for the job. He's well up for the challenge. His track record's impeccable. Also, two cup finals last year, one cup final this year, up from sixth to second with a team that's still got 
Phil Jones and Chris Smalling are your two centre-halves. Phil Jones plays about six games a season, then he gets injured. That's where Young's your left-back. I mean, there's not many managers would have done as well as Mourinho with that well, team. You've got Phil Jones, we've got Con Aguero. <laughs> uh, Ian Cheeson, let's talk uh, now before we have to go. We've only got three minutes left of the Football Social um, uh, Wednesday Club. Uh, for you, the season ticket prices uh, have increased at Man City. I mean, not by a dr- dramatic amount, but still an increase for fans going into next year. Uh, you initial point uh, your views uh, have you spoke to any fans about it I've read some comments online uh, one here from uh, Blue Moon underscore MCFC at the risk of repeating myself every year I generally don't understand why the club continue to increase season ticket prices in the scheme of things the revenue generated uh, is a crazy amount it creates a genuine uh, a resentment amongst the fan base I can't disagree with that. And, and Vincent Company um, earlier this season made a bit of a speech saying that he thought that season tickets, if anything, you know, should be lowered to to get more fans in, more work, work normal as we call them, working class fans. Um, I agree with that, and it is a very small proportion of the of the amount that the clubs bring in. However, the other side of the argument, and I don't have a f- strong feeling on this because obviously I'm privileged to be able to sit in the press box every week, so it doesn't directly affect me. Uh, but the other side of the argument is the businesses that are trying to maximise their income so they can buy better players, so they can do this, that and the other. And obviously the club have such great facilities outside the ground entertainment in City Square that I guess indirectly that's got to be paid for. But ultimately, I would say there were really no need for the prices to go up. Thank makes, you very much. It makes yeah. no sense. Yeah. I'm a, I agree with that Blue Moon Twitter dude. <laughs> you could the Blue Moon Twitter dude. He's right, they don't need to put the prices up. It's, it's ridiculous. Uh, it would great PR not to do it, wouldn't it? Well, it, yeah. Yeah. And also, there's a, the petition's still going around everyone about getting safe standing back at football, which would reduce ticket prices. Yeah, indeed. Uh, right, so we've got a minute left. Let's go head to United against Brighton. Tell me then, uh, you've got to keep winning, uh, Alex. It's yep. just got to be a routine win for Manchester United. Well, on a Friday night at Brighton, should it? Oh, it's Ridiculous. Just, it's not the f- I mean, we were the first one to do it. I think it was Villa about two, three years ago on a Friday but night. Brighton, it's just a On a Friday night. There's no tr- you can't even get back on Southern Rail anyway on a, on a normal day, let alone. Can't even get back to London. Um, so... What was the question? We're going to beat <laughs> What's the score going to be? Yeah, yeah, we'll beat them like 1-0. It'll be like Arsenal. The, the players are kind of just ticking over, saving it all for the cup final, um, and it'll be exactly the same kind of performance. He'll put his main team out, give him another run out. Probably Rashford will play him instead of Wikaku. They should win it 1-2-0. Brighton are fighting, though, so, you know, Brighton get a point. It's a great result for them. They're probably safe. Uh, and Ian excited about the you, I, I can tell I've only given Ian 22 seconds yeah, to talk about this much, excited so. about the, uh, the, the the lifting of the trophy this weekend well hopefully all the records are broken they lift the trophy lovely sunny day and everything goes swimmingly but uh, you know these are the types of days when whoever you are you shoot yourself in the foot sometimes yeah. on this field need points but not desperately so I'll take a City win right gentlemen thank you very much thank you very much for watching the Wednesday Club and for listening to it make sure you download the podcast as well